want to be the best. I want to be the best. Simple as playing. That's why I play the game. But to be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. It's Thursday, May 12th. All this series is tied at 3-2. Wow, we are really, really in full swing of NBA playoff basketball. My brother Jay, how you doing, man? No worries, I'd be, be lying if I said I wasn't shell-shocked from watching that abysmal, disgusting, embarrassing performance from my Golden State Warriors last night. I mean... I, I, I was talking to, to my boy about this. I'm just like, why, why make the flight? I mean, if you're going to go back to game six, if you're going to put all the marbles on game six, why make the flight? If you're going to put that embarrassing, pathetic effort um, that you did in game five. But that's the beauty of the playoffs, like these, all these other series, Jay. Um, you get another chance, especially if you're, you're not. It's not a decisive elimination game. You get another chance, another opportunity to, to right your wrongs in the next game. That's exactly what, what the Warriors have to do. But um, that, there was only one game out of those last those the past four games we saw in game five that was close, which was which was shocking, but shows you the power of home court as well, except for one team. Man, man, Jay. Well, look, Jay, we definitely are going to get into that series. We're going to unpack that. And like I always say, Jay, uh, having you, the Dub Nation expert around here, um, we, we, we are going to look for you to to tell us what happened, what you saw in that series, Jay. Um, but like how we've been doing for all these episodes, we're just going to unpack all these series and um, and just talk about this. Are you cool with that, Jay? Get it. Man, let's get it, Jay. Let's get it. So let's start with the the series that we've we've been starting with for these past episodes, and that's the Celtics and Bucks. Right now, it's tied at uh, right now. The Bucks are winning three two. Uh, both me and you have Celtics in seven. And Jay, let me open up with this question. You know, they say in the NBA that eighty two percent of the uh, of the time, the winner of Game Five ends up moving on and winning the series. The Bucks won uh, Game Five last night, one ten one oh one ten one oh seven. A very impressive uh, performance from Drew Holiday. Now, Jay, I know both me and you, both me and you picked the Celtics to win. 82% of the time, the winner of game five goes on, Jay. Are, are, are you ready, Jay, to move, to, to sh- uh, switch ships? Are you ready to say the Bucks got this? Are you still holding that Celtics pride flag down, Jay? Are you still holding it down? I'm, I'm slipping ship. I'm jumping ship. I'm jumping ship. Jumping ship to the to the Bucks. Um, number one, I just think that was a huge win last night. The the psyche Boston had that game. They had it close. You know the the miss free throw from Giannis. They didn't box out. Bobby Portis was able to put that back in. I just think the psychological effect. You know you have the champion on the ropes. Number one, you got to knock out the champion. They're not going to die. They're not going to roll over. You got to knock them out. And that's what Boston had the opportunity to do down the stretch there at home. And to lose a game like that, it's, it's tough to overcome, especially when Milwaukee goes back home, um, as well as Boston did play throughout stretches of this game. To lose a game like that, I just think it's, it's going to be too much to overcome. Um, and, and, and I think it could, Boston could win it in Milwaukee, but it will be tough. Um, and I'll, honestly, I'm going to go with, with – I'm jumping ship and I'm going, um, I'm going Milwaukee in six to get it done in six here. I think oh. I think they're going to come home and, and and close this thing out back home. Um, what do we talk about this X factor, Jay? We Drew talked about Drew Ho- Holiday. Drew Holiday. Will he make plays down the stretch? I know, like he, he 
offensively, you know, he has his flashes, not on. And I'm not even talking about box score because, you know, um, sometimes numbers lie. We know you talk about men lie. You know, Jason said <laughs> men lie, women lie, numbers don't. But but sometimes they do when we're talking about basketball because you can you can skew you can skew numbers and statistics any way uh, to fit a certain narrative. But what Drew Holiday is consistently, to my to my opinion, Jay, he can be a defensive player year the year after year. And how 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 ironic was the last two <laughs> defensive plays he made there down the stretch? were against the defensive player of the year and Marcus Smart um, with the with the with the clean block and then the strip to, to close out the game there in the final seconds of that game, man. Um, a thriller, knocking down big threes. I'm not even mentioned Giannis hits that big three. And 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 just they just have the in my opinion, the two best players in this series right now. Number one, we already know it's Giannis, but if Drew Middleton's continue or Drew Middleton. Drew Middleton. Um, Drew, Drew Holiday's continue to be that guy with Chris Middleton up and step up with that. Add in those role players who are going to play better naturally at home. Jay, it's too much to overcome. I'm going bucks and six. I'm jumping ship, man. Wow, Jay. Boston first had their of, chance. Jay, Jay, first of all, I'm, I'm surprised you're switching ships. Second of all, I'm surprised it's not even going seven, Jay. I think it's at least 100% uh, going seven. But, Jay, look, I got I, I, I to gotta be real, man. Yes, Giannis had another heroic performance last night with that 40-point 40, uh, 40 double-double shot, 40% from the, the three-point line, 60% from the field. But to be real with you, Jay, like as we get deeper in the playoffs, I find myself less and less trusting those teams that kind of rely on those one-man hero, uh, heroic performance. I think that, you know um, – I think that if the Bucs really want to win this series, but more than anything, be two-time champions, if they want to go back-to-back, their shooters got to hit, man. I mean, in game five, Grayson Allen had eight points, only took two threes. Um, Wesley Matthews, nine points. George Hill, zero points and two fouls in 12 minutes. But most of all, I mean... Brooke Lopez, you know, uh, uh, Brooke Lopez, two points, three minutes. I know he, I know he got lost a little bit of his minutes to Bobby Portis, uh, uh, Bobby Portis there last night. But I think that if the Bucks really want to stand tall, man, I think those players and Brooke Lopez need to uh, uh, need need to be there, Jay. And I, I, yes, we can trust Giannis. Um, it, it, when Brooke Lopez is out there, you know, I I think we could trust him about like you know sixty seven percent of the time. But these shooters in 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 Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton and Wesley Matthews, I don't know if we can if 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 we can if we can trust them, Jay. I don't know if we can trust them. And I think this game might end up. I think this series might end up going to seven, Jay. And the Celtics are going to take it, Jay. I think the Celtics are going to take it. I'm still going to stay. I'm still going to stay with uh, with Celtics on this one, man. Although I, I would like to point out something that you that, that you brought up, Jay, and that's that the fact that the Celtics have to go into Milwaukee now and get that win. Where you talk about the the, the importance of role players being able to play at, at home. So you know, Pat Connaughton, Wesley Matthews, Grayson Allen, all these role players might really step up, Jay. But I mean, great, thrilling, thrilling series. And I would be remiss, Jay, if I didn't give a quick shout out to Al Horford, game four, finished the game with 30 points. Jay, you, you, you got to love to see it at, 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 at the age of 35. Uh, he started the fourth quarter with only 13 points, finished the game with 30. So big ups to him, man. Um, but it just got, just got to see. It's kind of hard guarding, guarding Giannis, though. So he couldn't do it the next game, scored eight points the next game. Yeah, no, I mean, let, let's give credit where credit's due, too, as well. You know, Al Horford did do his thing. And Jason Tatum, we talked about on, on the last show with Lance, I, I said that Jason Tatum, the importance of him stepping up. Um, he, he still had, he, 
he played better in game four, but last night, 12 from 29 from the field, 41%, two from 11 from the three-point line. We talked about them having to knock down shots, specifically him. Um, he's their go-to guy. You're taking 11 three-point attempts. You got to hit more than two. And then look at, yes, he scored 34 points, but I don't think it was his best performance, you know, and the, and the way that they need him to step up. Jalen Brown um, had, a dec- had, a, had a solid game, you know, shooting close to 50% from the field and 42% from three-point line. Um, but they just need more from Jason Tatum. They need him to be the best player on the floor. And can I consistently expect him to do that? No. Um, I think Giannis can consistently be that. Although I will say this about Giannis, man. This dude, if he continues to, yes, I remember there was a stretch where I can't remember who hit a three um, for, for, for the Celtics. And then they went back down the next play and Giannis came down and took a three he did hit it, but it's one of those situations. And I remember Steve, um, Steve Van Gundy said, that's one of those situations where you go, no, 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 no. Yes, yes, good kind of shot. Because I don't know why Giannis continues to settle. As good as he is, as dominant he is, it's hard for me to consistently say a lot of the times, like you said, heroic performances, but he relies too much on his athleticism and kind of his physical strength sometimes where he could be more of a finesse player or be able to um, see what the defense is giving him and not settling cons- consistently for threes because he's shooting it horrifically from the three-point line. Yes, he did knock some down some big threes throughout the stretch uh, when they needed it most last night, but I don't think he should continue to settle. Um, that could be a recipe for disaster. But let's give a lot of the reason why he's doing it, Jay, and I think that's a lot of to do with defensively the presence of Grant Williams, man. I, I think man. ultimately I look at guys who guard Giannis in the league and I, I don't know who's doing it much better than Grant Williams, Mr. Williams, man. He has been doing an extremely great job. You know, he scored no, he had no points last night, but where he was effective. That's why I said he was a minus 11 um, throughout the game. Number that shows you an example of why plus minus isn't always uh, the true story. And then another example of why statistics don't always tell the story because he was getting it done and making Giannis's job a lot harder. He's not, you're not stopping Giannis, but you can make his job a lot harder. And that's what Grant Williams has done throughout this series. Um, maybe it's going to go seven. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe. it's going to go seven. Maybe it's going to go seven, but you know what, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to jump back earlier. I said, I was a little far-fetched and, and now hearing myself talk about this, Jay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Milwaukee in seven. Okay. I'm going to okay. go Milwaukee in seven. I'm still going to, I'm still jumping ship from Boston, but I'm going to go Milwaukee in seven. Um, just be based off what I saw last night, but, but man, real quick too, Daniel Tice needed, he only had 11 minutes last night, but they the, all, he was five for five from the field. Um, and hit a big three as well. They needed all of his points. They still came up short, but they need all of his points, and they needed him to step up, especially with Robert Williams out, and I think that's a huge factor of why um, they could potentially lose in game six because Robert Williams, his presence defensively also makes things tougher on Giannis um, because of his paint presence and his ability to protect the rim. So uh, so those are that's another factor that, that we haven't addressed yet, the, the and- presence Robert Williams. And 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 I I I 100% agree Jay. And and that actually le- leads me Williams to uh, brothers. 
<laughs> the Williams brothers, aren't they? Grant, Grant and Robert are <laughs> uh, over here locking up Giannis. <laughs> so look, so look, Jay. That actually brings me up to a, uh, brings me to a question that um, I, I I had asked uh, I had asked Junior. You know, shout, shout out my brother Junior. Uh, one time um, on the pod, I think it was this one time we couldn't come, Jay. But I need I need to get you, I need to get your advice on this because Junior Junior d- didn't agree. But Jay, this no Chris Middleton. Okay, Giannis was doubted coming into the series. Um, he, he, he really is having to carry a lot of this load. I think that this Milwaukee team at, at where it's currently at, they're not, you know, at the same roster construction as the Celtics. I think the Celtics are a better team, but the Bucks are getting it done. So Jay, let me ask you this. If Giannis pulls this out, and I mean, this series out, Jay, and even if like, let's say you were right and, they, and, and it does in six and he does this in six. Does he move into like the top five of all time, the top seven of all time? Does does he move into okay, maybe not top five because that, that 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 that's a short list and he's still got a lot of a career to go. But let me go top top eight players of all time because that's impressive. And now we're talking about a two time MVP, a Defensive Player of the Year, and I believe he's got also got a Most Improved and an NBA champion on his way to become a two time champion if he if he can do it, Jay. If he gets the title, I would say yes, if they win the title. Okay. Um, okay. Not for winning an Eastern Conference semifinals. <laughs> okay. Despite, despite as good as Boston, um, no disrespect to Boston, but no, if, he, if they win the title, yes, I think he has a legitimate case of being in, in the top 10. I mean, at this point, his accolades, um, they, they have what they've done without Middleton. We don't know when he'll come back. But but leading this team, a small market team like he has, absolutely. I think he has a legitimate case to be in the top 10. And uh, he has the accolades to back it up if, if they get a title, if they go on to win the title too. Man, Jay, yeah, that's what I'm saying, Jay. Giannis is making a very good case to be one of those one of those goats when it's all said and done, man. Giannis is making a very good case. So, all right, Jay. So then uh, uh, do you have anything else you want to add onto the series here? Or are you ready to move on to the next one? I mean, what do you do? You expect this next because we talked about a little bit about Game Six. You expect it to be close. You think Boston's going to come out and dominate this game, or do you think it's going to be similar to we've seen almost throughout this series, where it's like close, one possession, two possession game. Um, someone has to make a big free throw, or someone has to get a tip in. Um, and by the way, I do uh, real quick about game uh, about game four. I think Marcus Smart was fouled on that on that tip in. Oh, that tip in. I go and say that on that tip in. I think he was fouled. He should have been shooting too. Um, but but there's but, been they credit the rep for the rest for the most part in this playoffs. We've seen they they've been just letting play dudes play. They they haven't right. been calling those ticky tack fouls. They've been consistent most of the time with their blocking block charge calls. Um, so it's kind of it's physical. We like that. We like to see that. We 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 like to see the physicality, Jay. But mm-hmm. just, just to to answer your question real quick, yeah, absolutely. I think that this game six is definitely going to be one of those nail biters. Um, one of the one of those games that you know you got you're on the edge of your seat watching. Um, because I think that for the Celtics, they know that man, if we don't win this, our season is over. Everything that we accomplished, being the best team since January 2022, uh, everything is over. And I don't think 
Tatum, uh, Brown, and, and and really that whole that whole Celtics team is gonna is gonna allow for that to happen, man. But I also think that Giannis and them, you know, they're they're never the type to lay down. They're never the type to be like, oh, we're up three two. Let's just take this game easy. Like, no. So I think this is I think this is gonna be a, 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 another war. But I think um, because of my prediction, I think this this is gonna go a seven game series. I think the Celtics are gonna end up getting this uh, getting this game six. And then this game seven, I think it's just going to come down to star power, man, star power. And I think with no Chris Middleton and and you kind of relying on Giannis's one man heroics, um, I think the Celtics might end up coming on top. Jay, I don't know, Jay. What, what how are you feeling about this game six? Are the Bucks gonna are the Bucks gonna take it or is it gonna go seven? I'm gonna go with the Bucks in this one. I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I know I said game seven. I'm gonna go with the Bucks in six. Go with the Bucks and six. I've been jumping back and forth this whole episode. I'm gonna go with Bucks and six. I'm 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 expecting Giannis to take this lead. Um, I'm expecting the role player to knock down shots in, in this game. And yes, Boston's gonna make their adjustments. I expect big games from him as well, but I just think it's gonna be so much to overcome um, coming back in this in this in back back in Milwaukee, back in the home of the, of the defending champions, man. So I'm gonna go. We're going in different directions, Jay, but I'm. <laughs> Bucks and six. six. Uh, all right, Jay. All right. Well, yeah, this will be one of the uh, another great series. And again, I think I can speak for both of us. The winner of this goes to the NBA finals for the East. Right. We, we, we could conclude that. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Especially, okay. especially with the fact that Middleton most likely be back, be able to hopefully for the Bucks, he'll be back by the next series at some point. Um, I see, see them better than Miami. Their their inconsistencies, as well as we don't know what if Embiid's going to be able to make it out, um, and their inconsistencies as well for Philly. Man, man, I'm right there, Richard Jay. So then, so then let's let, let's keep it pushing, Jay, and let's move on to the next series, Jay. Jay, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't really want to cover this one today with you, Jay, because I just, I didn't want to, you know, awake the beast in you, Jay, but let's go over this Warriors versus Grizzlies series right now. Warriors winning 3-2 in the series. Um, Jay, honestly, just like how I do for all the, all the, 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 the special fans that come on the show, the floor is yours, Jay. Uh, talk about whatever you want, whether it be the series, whether it be that, that game five uh, performance, tough game for Warriors fans for, but just talk to me, Jay. How are you feeling? Everything. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there there ain't much to say about this. If I, if, if you know, I talked about it at the beginning of the episode. I didn't even see discussing performance, especially from the the leaders of this team. And Draymond came out, turnovers, throwing the ball over over the place. Defensively, the Warriors are known for their de- defense, um, the ability to stop players, and Memphis. Credit to them. They came out ready to go in this one. They they knew backs against the wall. They knew they had to come out with some energy and fight. And that's exactly what this team, the team did um, with this young, hungry Memphis team, what they've seen. And they've been rallying around the fact that they – they we, we said it all this whole season, the fact that they're not a better team without a job, but they just play different. They're, they're not reliant on one star. And the ability of other guys to step up in this team is, is, is amazing. But on this, on, on the same token, I don't think it was much of what Memphis was doing. Besides the fact that Stephen Adams, we talk about a little bit about him, how he's changed the series with his rebounding in the last two games, um, which has been huge for Memphis. But aside from that, 
the Warriors just came out with a lack of focus, with the lack of um, urgency. They lacked a sense of urgency that this is a closeout game that they can allow themselves um, some rest, the opportunity to rest, knowing that for sure that the the Phoenix and, and Dallas series, they got another game to play tonight as we record this um, and potentially another a game seven. But they didn't do that. They didn't get it done. Um, and they, they only have themselves to blame. The Warriors only have themselves to blame. Um, I think Steve Kerr, you can't always blame this on uh, coaching, but Steve Kerr, his presence, um, I think, was felt FaceTiming um, on Skype, on Zoom, and, and being in the locker room in that way, besides being there and actually coaching the game is different. I don't was questioning what Mike Brown, eesh, looking bad, man, uh, Sacramento fans, but uh, but his, his rotations and, and things he was doing, kind of question mark, but it wasn't all, all on Mike Brown. You can't put this down to a 40-point loss to, to coaching, man. Um, not much else to say. Warriors didn't come out ready to go. They didn't come out ready to win. Memphis, credit them. They knew, knew the stakes of this game. It was a must-win situation, and they came out. That's why these situations are a little dangerous, man. Um, 3-1 situations can be dangerous for teams because – the fact that you know you have to win. There's no other opportunity. And when you're up, it can be playing with fire as well because you think that you have, okay, if I don't win this, I have the next game. And all of a sudden you're in a game seven in Memphis, which you don't want to do with your Golden State. But um, I do think they're going to be able to regroup. If you're them, if I, I think for the Warriors, I know they fly back to Golden State tonight, uh, to the Bay tonight. And I, I don't even think this is one that you just throw away the film. You know, you say, you know what you did. You might talk a little bit as a team. I don't think you're going over the film. You know you came up, got their asses kicked, rightfully so. You weren't ready to play. You thought Memphis was just going to roll over, which didn't happen. But I expect them, they better come out. They've, Jay, they've won. The Warriors have won one quarter throughout, two, or two quarters, two first quarters throughout this whole uh, playoffs, and those two were against Denver. So that just goes to show you, they've been starting out slow. They've been starting out slow this entire playoffs. And if they do that on uh, tomorrow night, uh, tonight, as, as this episode comes out, they're in a lot of trouble. So they got to come out tomorrow uh, with a lot of urgency, a sense of urgency, ready to go. And um, ultimately, I expect them to win game six, but uh, and, and big. They better win this big. I, I think they, they need to, to send a message um, to themselves that they they if they lock in and they're consistent because they've struggled with consistency this whole this whole playoffs um and it's concerning man it's it's extremely concerning i expect them to get it done in game six but but last night was uh absolute embarrassment you know i, I went on a little ran and a little tangent man but that's how i'm feeling man embarrassing warriors embarrassing get it together draymond stop podcasting play some basketball man You've had one good. You've had one good half this 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 whole playoff, this whole series, man. What are you doing, man? You're supposed to be the 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 leader, um, defensive catalyst, playmaker, and you haven't been getting it done, man. Show me what's up, Draymond. Need to see man. something from you, dude. Man, Jay, Jay, we love it. We love the speech, and you're a hundred percent on point. Everything you've said, Jay. Uh, yeah, it was it, it was it was a tough game five uh, for the Warriors, like as you mentioned. No one really scoring over 20, but that's not even what I want to point out. You already talked about the game. What I want to point out, Jay, is the fact that we have been over here on Clutch Talk, and and, and I just got to give us some credit here, Jay, because we have been 100% on point for every 
X factor and key player and key thing we've said. Look, Jay, we said we need more of Jonathan Kaminga. He came in the next two games, dominated and had a great impact. We said we need more of it. We said we need the, the Warriors need to have a reliable Andrew Wiggins because when they do, they got seriously like a big four out there. All the all the Warriors wins. He's been reliable. All the Warriors lost. He hasn't really been reliable. We talk about the importance of Jordan Poole and him to be consistent. We know he can go for like a 30 piece, but then he'll next day he'll go for like an eight piece. Right. We said so we talked about the importance of him being consistent. The consistent games, he's been there. The Warriors have taken it. The other ones, he is not. We talk about the importance of Otto Porter. Jay, you, you you said it, actually. You say Otto Porter Jr. on the minimum, Jay. You say it all the time. This game five, zero points, Jay. So, oh, I mean, not only do I want to give ourselves some credit real quick, but uh, I don't know if Steve Kerr, I don't know if if the uh, maybe if Draymond listens to so many podcasts, maybe he come listen to ours and, 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 and put some of these, implement some of these things, Jay, because – We've been right on point, Jay. But um, but ultimately, Jay, I, I uh, you said you said everything best. I uh, I still do have the worries um, taking the series. Although, um, like how you mentioned, though, Jay, I do think they need um, Draymond Green is is going to be a big factor, and and he's definitely got to step up. Not even as far as like offensive and scoring. Like we, the Warriors don't even need that from him. Um, but it's, but even as as far as like boxing out, I mean the the, the Grizzlies uh, got eighteen offensive rebounds to the Warriors for uh, the the, the Stephen. Adams, um, uh, Clark, Brendan Clark, they just been making it tough for the Warriors down there, man. So I just think that ultimately the Warriors need to just keep 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 playing the course. I, I love what you said, Jay, about uh, saying just you know know what you did wrong and then throw the film away. You know, throw the film away. Uh, it's a very uncharacteristic night for um, you know Curry, Clay, Poole, all these uh, um, explosive scores to not even score not even score more than twenty. So you know, understand it was uncharacteristic night, embarrassment. Um, Take it, take it, take it from what it is. Move on and uh, and 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 uh, and get ready. But just real quick, Jay, I want to ask you a question, Jay, because I, I asked you the question about the game five, eighty-two percent, Jay. So even though this time, you know, they say game winner, game five, eighty-two percent of the time moves on. Grizzlies won that game five. You're you're still confident, right? You're still con- and not even just because it's your team, but you're just still confident that the Warriors oh, are going to take them. Yeah, absolutely. I I'm okay. concerned also though. Because I didn't, we didn't even mention Otto Porter Jr. did leave that game um, with with foot soreness um, at the end of the the second of the first half. There, that's concerning for an already undersized um, um, team who relies on him as their their veteran presence. Um, a guy who's been phenomenal throughout these playoffs in his rebounding, um, his presence, and knocks down some shots in there in game in game four at home. But I think they they re- extremely need. Otto Porter. Um, if not, other guys are going to step up. JTA, maybe Jonathan Kaminga. I will say this, although he did did show flashes, they didn't need him. Jay, uh, I I just think a little too much. I think it's a little too early for the dude. Um, last night he looked lost in those first few minutes of, the, of that game, um, and I think they're going to. I th- I expect for them in Game Six to move him out of the starting lineup. I'm not sure how many minutes we'll see from him. Because he just looked lost um, in terms of offensively and defensively um, to to their schemes, and it's it's not to be it's not a lot on him. He didn't number one. He wasn't in. Um, he was in and out of the lineups and the rotations throughout the season, and to expect a, a player and a young player, a rookie, to step in like that who hasn't had that experience throughout the season is tough to to rely on that. Which is another reason why 
bending uh, the front office and their decision to mix the young generation and develop those guys with the championship window of the, of the Warriors with Steph, Clay, and Dre. Um, is it backfiring? Is it gonna is it gonna work? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But it's it's definitely concerning um, that effort uh, in, in a closeout game like that because we have to remember with this team. Yes, Steph, Clay, and Dre, three time champions and champions, um, have been to the finals for five straight years previously from 2015 to 2019. But the fact doesn't change that the rest of the guys, Andrew Wiggins, never been a, in, in a playoffs before and a, a meaningful playoff series before um, playoff, playoff run. Jordan Poole never been there. Kevon Looney, they need they rely on him more than ever. Um, yes, he's been to the playoffs, but not at this this capacity where he's starting, where he's in the rotation significantly. He hasn't been in a playoffs like this. And then Otto Porter, you go down the line. Those guys haven't been there. So you need those guys to step up. Um, and you're relying on a lot of weight than they've ever felt before. So, um, yes, I expect them to get it done, Jay, in, uh, in six. But, man, it, the worst worst case scenario, they're going back to game seven. Um, I still expect Golden State to get it done if they do because they, that, that they have the best player in the series um, in Steph, and then they have the, the, the experience as well of those three players who have been there. But... I think that would be the worst case scenario to go back to that young, gritty grindhouse there in Memphis um, in a game seven. But I expect them to get it done in six, um, although it is concerning. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Jay. And and I mean, just just like really kind of more of the last thing I want to touch on with the Grizzlies is and I'm going to pull this up. And again, this is why people on the YouTube, you know, you guys get a special a special side of thing that's all my, I, I love i love the podcast people but make sure you come subscribe and check us out on youtube because i'm gonna have something pulled up here on the screen jay and that's and and that's just just uh grizzlies with jaw right so i'm gonna read it off to you right here jay um with jaw they're 41 and 24 without jaw they're 21 and 6 they're they are 20 and set they're 20 and 17 with jaw 10 and five with uh, 10 and five without job. This is, this is the win loss and versus the playoffs points per game, 114 points per game with jaw, 117 points per game without jaw opponents, opponents, uh, points per game. They allow 112 points per game with jaw and 103 without jaw and, uh, uh, opponents, uh, opponents differences. They're, they're plus 2.5 with jaw and then a plus 13.9 without jaw. Yes, we've been, you said it actually, Jay, all season. Yes, John Morant, we're not saying trade John Morant, but we're just uh, saying this Grizzly team has a whole nother layer, dog, that's really impressive. They got that fight in him. They got that grit. They play better defense when he's not out there, to be real, man. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. That's what it is. The, a lot of it's defensively, yes, they struggle. Maybe get down the stretch. And we saw that in game four, down the stretch, that reliable score to go to. That's normally jaw, and they struggled. We just saw Dylan Brooks being forced, looking like Kobe with minus the shot. Um, and then Jaron Jackson, they relied on him to, to take shots um, and make plays down the stretch there. And it didn't, it ended up failing because they, their offense stalled out. But defensively, there's much more stout. They're able, their point of attack defense is so much better without jaw. And I think it's also maybe a reason to why Jordan Poole has been struggling a bit because normally, and the rest of the Warriors, their game plan is with Jaw. Um, offensively, 
and defensively. And with him out of the lineup, it's, it's a little adjustment that they need to make. And they didn't really make it in the past two games, obviously evident in game five, but as well as game four, where they trailed majority of the game until the closing, closing minutes and seconds of that game. So they, the Warriors have played one good game um, this whole series, maybe about two and a half, three quarters um, because the first, the first quarter of game uh, of game of game three, they didn't play well either. So um, this is, this is going to be one of those things for the Grizzlies and, and the Warriors. How can they attack this, this Grizzlies team without jaw? Who, who they were normally looking for Jordan Poole, looking for that matchup. Um, Steph looking for the matchup, getting switched on to jaw. And now they have to find a different way to score. And that we'll see what adjustment they make in game six. And Draymond, man, needs to be – you said they don't rely on his, his offense. He needs to look at the basket because right now uh, it's looking like – it's playing four on five because the, the Grizzlies defense is paying no attention to him because he's not even looking at the basket when he gets the ball, man. And that can't happen. He's got to look to be more aggressive. Yeah, Jay. You, um, the, the Draymond definitely got to definitely got to be there, and, and some of these uh, just 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 the vets, man, just the vets and Curry, Clay, and, and um, Draymond got to step up, Jay. Uh, you said it best, man. But all right, Jason, let's let's keep it pushing and let's get to the next series, Jay, and that is the Suns versus Mavs. And this is another series tied at three two. Um, you you originally had Suns in six. Uh, I had Suns in five. That one's out the that's out the out the window now. Um, Jay, eighty two percent of the time, winner of Game Five goes on to win the series. We both had the Suns winning the series already. They won in dominant fashion, Game Five, one ten to eighty. Jay, today is Thursday, May twelve. It's nine a.m. over here in the West Coast. Um, is this is this series over tonight, Jay? Is is it going to be over tonight, or or do the Mavs get one? I think Phoenix is going to get it done tonight. Um, I think they're going to be able to to close it out in 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 uh, in Dallas, um, despite it being it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be a close game. We're not going to see a blowout on this one, but I think in order for for Dallas to to make it close, we saw the usage for Luca jump up in, in game uh, in game five, but they they need to other guys to step up. Dallas wants any chance of winning this game. Um, Jalen Brunson's going to need to knock down more shots. He's going to need to get more, more of a usage. The other role players, Reggie Bullock, um, other guys are needing to step up. But I look at Phoenix, they played extremely well. Number one, the big man, DeAndre Ayton, played solid, extremely solid in game five. Uh, Devin Booker stepped up. But where I will say, it looks, it looks to me like, CP3 is getting a little tired, man. They, yeah. I, and I notice that every single time for Dallas, and to their credit, he they are attacking him. They are putting him in isolation. They are going at him and making him work. We saw Luca, and if and if you for those of us that don't follow us on Instagram, we posted a little reel of Luca just going to work on um, on CP3 as well as TikTok. Out TikTok, I might add. And um, that just goes to show you that they're they're putting him, making him work. He's 37, and rightfully so, man. Um, and I think that's going to wear on them. And is why I'm concerned about Phoenix, um, as well as for the next round, because if he he has to work, you know, they didn't expect this series to go six. 
Um, they didn't expect game the, the first series against um, New Orleans to go six. We, we both thought that was going to be a sweep. So the lot, there's a lot of mileage um, on the Phoenix Suns, although I think they're going to get it done in game six tonight. I'm expecting a much better showing and a motivated and hungry Dallas Maverick team tonight on, at home. So I expect this one to be close. There is a chance that Dallas wins this game, um, but it's going to take a concerted, conscious effort um, if they want it to go seven. But I do see Phoenix getting it done tonight. Um, but in ga- if it goes seven, they're going to get it done in game seven as well. Yeah, Jay, I'm 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 right there with you on that on that. The Suns are going to get it done in uh, in six. Going to they're going to get it done tonight. And I mean, to be to, to be real with you, I've said it uh, before on this on this podcast. I just think the Suns are just a better team. They're just they're not a good matchup for the uh, for the Mavs um, because I mean they're deeper, they're more dependable. Uh, they can they can really guard Luke. They can really guard their their best players with. I'm not going to say everyone on the court because like how you said CP3 was out there getting hunted. Just there's no way he's not feeling those Luca big blows to the to the stomach every single time. Like there's no way he's not waking up the next day with some chest pains. Like that's got to hurt, man. But um more than anything, Jay, I think that the Suns are going to put it are going to put them out because uh if the Suns can live with Jalen Brunson and Luca going off for 20 plus and they still can and they still can get the win. And I think if 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 Luca if you allow Luca and Brunson to go off, you know, for 20 plus, go ahead and do your thing and you still are able to get the win, that just shows you that the Mavs just don't have enough. Nobody else is reliable enough. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie's where is Spencer doing? It looked like he got like eaten up by the Monstars, like from from Space Jam's. Maxi Kleber can't really keep up with Aiden for the for the long haul in the in the series. Bullock is just extremely inconsistent. So I mean, if 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 that's what if that's what the equation is, if Luca and Brunson get off and Sun still win, I don't think the Mavs really got um got a chance here. But uh, I don't want to disrespect them though because you know they did get. I didn't expect it to even get here. I expected it to five. I know you called six J, but uh, man. Uh, it's going to take some real Luca magic and some real stepping yeah. up from these other players for it, for it to force a game seven here. But it can be done. It can be it done. Can. From it Luka. can. He's that, he's that caliber player that he can take over a series. He can take over a game. And we saw, we saw um, Devin Booker at the end of the game, poking a bear, um, talking, uh-huh. a little, talking a little jazz and which what I've have heard. And I heard Draymond talking about it, about Devin Booker. He's one of the, He's one of the biggest trash talkers in the league, man. He he yeah. he can poke the bear, and I know Luca is a um, bear. For as, no- for as annoying as he is, man, he uh, as I think he is. Um, he he's a serious competitor, and uh, and with the motivation and the fuel of this Dallas team, they're uh, Dallas home crowd. They're going to be motivated and, and ready to go tonight. So expect a different Dallas energy and Dallas. Um, tenacity tonight from from this squad and, and in this game man for sure jay for sure so before we move on to this last series jay is there anything you want to uh, add to this mavs and sun series are you ready to talk about the uh should have been mvp should have been mvp <laughs> in his eyes certainly didn't play <laughs> like it on uh on tuesday though but yeah i think um i think it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a close game tonight i think it's going to be a, a within when when i say close i think within six points um i don't i don't expect this to be a double digit win for for, for phoenix i think dallas can make it close they're going to be be able to stay in this game um but it's going to be ultimately come down to devin booker 
and CP3 making plays. I think Devin Booker actually needs to make these plays and close close this series out for for this Suns team. Facts, Jay. I'm I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Devin Booker got to be that got to be that closer, Jay. So let, let's keep it pushing, Jay, and let's get to this last series. Another series tied at three uh, two. That's Heat versus Seventy Sixers. The Heat are leading right now. Uh, both me and you had Heat in five because we didn't expect Joel Embiid to resurrect from the dead and <laughs> play like this. But Jay, um, 82, I, I've been saying it 82% of the time, winner of game five goes on to move, goes on to win the series. The heat won in dominant fashion. Are, you're, you're, you're confident. You're still sticking on, even though, even though the should have been MVP Joel Embiid is back on the court. Are you still confident on that heat choice? I'm still confident on that heat choice. Fortunately, I think it's just a lot of, I expected a motivated and hungry um, Embiid, to be to be honest, on Tuesday. And a lot of it, adversity in life in general, being a player, a lot of, you know, certain players and certain people just react to things that don't go their way differently. Um, sometimes a big performance, you know, shove it in their face. I should have been MVP or some sulk. Um, don't make plays, are big babies about it. And that's what we saw from Joel Embiid. He didn't come ready to play. Um, seemed like he was kind of moping around. He, he said, thought I should have been MVP, and he didn't play like he should have been MVP, ultimately. Um, I thought this the Sixers team, Harden included, you know, he had a big game five. Uh, excuse me, he had a big game four to even up this series. And then he just kind of, looks like he was listening to all the praisers and, and, and the media and saying that he's back, he's this, he's that. And he just kind of expected the same thing to happen and that performance to be replicated. And it was almost the exact opposite. So um, I can't, I, I'm surprised ultimately with the, the effort that, um, that Philly put up, put out. But then again, I'm not surprised because of Joel Embiid and oftentimes a team and an energy reflects your leader, what your leader, the effort that he is putting out trickles all the way down to the last guy on your roster and their leader, their guy, the dude, their MVP in their eyes didn't come out ready to play. Let's call it what it is. Um, he was moping, sulking around um, and being a big baby and it reflected poorly Um and trickled down to the rest of the roster and Philly wasn't ready to play and the results showed themselves. They got dominated and I run off the floor in Miami. Sorry about that, Jay. A little, a little technical difficulties there, but like I was saying, Jay, I just think that if the 76ers move on and DeAndre Jordan or Paul Reed have to be out there for any second of any game against the Celtics or the Bucks. I just think it's going to be a sweep. It's not going to be fun. So I would just rather say the heat and move on, man, make sure the better team, uh, make sure the better team moves on. But Jay, uh, this is, this is just a a little, I guess like a a little, a little sidebar, um, not not even necessarily having to talk about the series, but I think that Jay, like I I was watching this, this heat series. I think that the heat are going to, Sign Donovan Mitchell in the offseason, Jake. They're gonna get away to get Donovan Mitchell. And that team, if they get Donovan Mitchell, Jake, it's over. I think it's over, Jay. They're gonna win the, the next couple of championships. Um, especially if they somehow f- figure out a way to keep Victor Oladipo and bring Donovan Mitchell. That would be insane. That's just a little sidebar. I just had a thought and wrote that down mm-hmm. on the script. Just wanted to share that with you. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I think it would be they like, bringing Donovan Mitchell. That's that's great, wild man. We, we won't get into <laughs> offseason talks just yet, but man, um, that would be amazing. And I also think for for Philly for, for Miami, um, well, he is from Philly. Kyle Lowry and what they brought in Pat Pat Riley. We've seen he, he hasn't been able to stay healthy for majority of the season, um, but especially now, I think he's he might be out with hamstring in Game Six tonight. But um, he. Pat Riley took a gamble to get give away Preston Achua, who's been looking, been showing flashes there in Toronto. And I think if you're you're Pat Riley, you might be you know scratching your head a little bit and saying it might have been a mistake. But at the same token, you know he's not the one. He takes his gambles. He goes after players that he thinks can help the Heat win um, and add to their culture. And and Lowry is a culture guy, and he is um, a great fit for for that Heat culture. But I also just thought I'd add that little piece that maybe maybe Toronto won that trade. I don't know, man, just for the future. But they knew that going in. They knew it was a win now move. So absolutely. Absolutely. And then, Jay, this this is just my last question to you as far as this whole Sixers series, Jay, and then just revolving that. But, Jay, have we seen the best times of Harden? Have we seen Harden? Is this is this it? Is this it? Does he get any better than this? Like, we, we've seen what he did in, when he was on the Rockets, when he was on Thunder, all that, when he was two-time MVP. And now, just not the same player. Have we seen all of Harden, Jay? Or is there more of Harden that we got to see? I would say if I would, was a betting man and I was betting on this, I would say there's like a 70%, 80% chance that we haven't – we've seen the Harden as good as mm-hmm. he's going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, as as it shows his decline in health, unfortunately, um, his ability to, to his separation has decreased. The way that he it, the foul baiting that's been mitigated um, to in a sense by the NBA and the the rule changes as well. Um, so the adjustment that he's had to make from that and all that being considered, I think yeah, it'd be safe to say we haven't we've seen the best of Harden and it's only going to plateau and stay the same, or we can start to see a, a decrease. And we saw a big decrease in the past year and a half, um, especially injuries, like I said, being a part of that. So what about you? How you, how you feeling about that? I'm right there with you, Jay. Yeah. I think uh, this is, this is, we've seen the best of Harden. Uh, he's, in, uh, I think 32 or about like about to, about to turn 33 soon. So the way his game is predicated is it's, it's speed, man. It's that fouls and he's not getting the fouls anymore. He's just not as quick as he, he's just not as quick anymore. He can't create that separation. I think that this is, um, this is it, you know, uh, we've seen Harden at his best. And, um, and I actually, I know I was, I was actually, I was actually showing my girl, like, uh, when Harden got fat and I, and I actually thought to myself, like, you know, the way he didn't take care of his body, like probably kind of had a huge, there's no way he didn't have an impact on this. Like there was two times that he went from I'm in shape to I'm out of shape to now I get back in shape. He did it in Houston when he had the whole problem with Daryl Morey and all of them. And then it, he was in shape and then he had a problem then he fell out of shape and then he had to get back in shape so Houston could trade him. And then he did it in Brooklyn, bro. That's two times that he did it. And there's just no way like, He's letting his body go, then bringing it back. And, and I'm sure he's working hard to get catches in shape. And, yeah, yeah, it catches up to you. I'm sure he's like, mm-hmm. you know, running on the track to get in shape and doing his thing and, you know, salute to him. But man, like you're just, you're not, you're not 21 anymore. You can't just, you know, work, you know, go do whatever you want and then work it out. Like it's just, it's catching up to you. You said it best, Jay. I think, I think it's over for Harden, Jay. It's over. 
Man, I hope you. Yeah, I hope it is. <laughs> I, ho- I hope no. I, ho- I hope you prove uh, prove proves us wrong. But man, it ain't looking too good. Man, well, all right, Jay. Well, look, Jay. I mean, we we covered all of these series. Uh, went in depth with it. Talked about some X factors, keys, and all of that. Uh, before we before we hop off here, Jay, and see these crazy game uh, game sixes tonight. Jay, do you got any last words to say here uh, before we before we hop off? going to be a wild two two four games in game sixes um we got two tonight with uh with miami and philly and then phoenix and dallas and then um tomorrow night that milwaukee and and that uh boston series and then memphis golden state bounce back series or bounce back games for all of these teams so yeah it's getting to the nitty gritty, man. Game sixes and sevens of series are always intense. They're always come down to, to possession after possession. Every possession is meaningful. Another reason why you can't turn over the ball, Warriors. Um, you got to, you got to, every possession, every, every shot um, matters. So all these teams have to make a concerted effort to take care of the ball, or you're putting yourself in a, in a terrible position. Um, in a position to lose ultimately. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. Nothing, nothing beats the intensity of a game six, game seven um, of this conference semifinals, man, or finals. Mm-hmm. Western or conference just, finals. just playoffs, Jay, huh? just yeah. playoffs, man. man I'd mean, I be telling people, I don't know how like people don't watch NBA playoff basketball. Like, okay, I get it. You know, if you don't watch in the regular season, but come on, man, this is what we live for, man. But Jay, you said it best, man. This is, this is going to be a great series, big bounce back game for all these teams. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, Jay. So for all the fans, for all the family out there, man, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Check us out on our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok. It's at Clutch Talk Pod. Make sure you go check us out for uh, Apple Podcasts and all that. Make sure you leave us a review. Spotify, leave us a review. Leave us a ranking. Let us know what you guys want to hear, man, in the comments. Let us know something. And um, just 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 stay tuned, man, because, you know, me and Jay, we've been we've been consistent with this playoff coverage, man. We're going to keep being consistent with it. So just stay tuned, man. And I ain't got no more words, man. So that's it. We out of here, y'all. Clutch talk out. Peace.